Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 195 Stamps Podcast, the travel podcast that you deserve. Last week was a bit more heavy, um, a little a little deep. There was a lot to to unpack going around uh, in the world. So, you know, it was my obligation to, to un- help you unpack that, you know, as a family. Um, but I'm glad we are moving the needle as it relates to social justice here in America. I'm, I'm really happy to see that. Um, you know, we apply pressure. We still need Breonna Taylor's um, murderers to be arrested and charged. Um, once that happens, uh, again, I still think we're, we're going to be moving in the right direction. But, you know, if, unfortunately, this the, the steps are slow. Um, but anyway, so my neighbor... He has, if you didn't know what he had going on, it would look like a million dollar trap house, but it's not. He really has kind of turned into the Airbnb king. Like he's got shit booming and in a recession and that's quite impressive. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really impressed by that. So I'm going to tell y'all how Barack Obama co-founded Airbnb. so we live in such a hustle economy right it's if you read a lot of stuff on like a slate or wired or the atlantic or Reddit, Twitter, any any one of those uh, platforms, you're bound to come across something that mentions the gig economy, Uberization of our workforce, right? So, you know, whether it is a ride sharing service, Uber Lyft, um, Uber Eats, Postmates, uh, all those things that make everyday items a service, turn your car into a taxi, right? Transport people, transport food, Airbnb, VRBO, HomeAway, turn your house into a hotel, short stays. So with that, I feel like, you know, they they say everybody has $2 million ideas in their lifetime, right? Two. But, you know, I... Ideas are ideas are shit. Execution is where the money is. And I know, I know for a fact that I had at least one of these million dollar ideas before. I'm hoping the second is this. Maybe, maybe somebody cash at me a million dollars and the second one could be this really fast. But the first one was mm, 2016, 2017, somewhere around there. I myself, I delved into the Airbnb business. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get on this Airbnb money. Because I met someone who bought a house, had the house. And they were like, you know what? I'm going to Airbnb my house. It's a big, nice size house. I can get some money from this. That is what I'm going to do. I'm going to Airbnb my house. And so she did. She... Moved out, 
put all her important stuff in storage, um, left some critical stuff at the house, moved into a nice apartment, and, yeah, started Airbnb in the crib. And was saying that she never, since she's been doing it, she had never paid her mortgage since she'd been doing it. Always had enough profit um, left over to put something in her pocket as well. So I'm like, damn. I need to get on this Airbnb business. So I went to the Google machine, started looking around for different apartments and stuff in Atlanta. And I found one, moved in, sole purpose of putting the spot on Airbnb. So I get there and it's nice. I stay a couple nights. I, you know, I furnish it. I get it right. You know, I get the listing. I have one of my friends come over and take the pictures. You know, at the time, professional real estate apartment photographer was not in the budget. I had the homie come over, snap a couple flicks. Cool. And one thing that was tough for me anyway in the Airbnb business back then was the key exchange. The key exchange is always, it's always tough because I lived in an apartment, so I couldn't change the lock to one of those automatic keypads or one of the ones where you can just kind of unlock it from your phone couldn't change it so it had to be a key exchange so i do the key exchange and at the time i have a job that's flexible right i can kind of come and go as i please i could work from home if i if i arranged it you know properly so it wasn't no wasn't no big deal wasn't a big deal and what i started to do was leave the key downstairs with the concierge like hey um, I got somebody coming by. This their name. Can you give them the key? Give them the parking pass. They'll be straight. And for a while that worked. Everything was fine. Money started coming in. You know, I was making rent back in like two weeks and putting something on top of it. So I was, I was, I was having a good time. You know, I had, uh, I made some, I made a little bit of money. Modest amount, not a lot. Modest amount, a little bit. So here's where my million dollar idea comes in. I was like, you know what? This key exchange can't be unique to me because most of the time problems like no, nobody has a unique problem. You know, it might be unique to you. It might be unique to your circumstance, but the problem itself isn't unique. So I started doing some, some research. I was like, are there any in Atlanta? Like, is there anywhere that I can leave a key? Right. And by leaving that key, somebody can just come through and pick it up. Didn't see anything, anything. So I was like, damn, what about nationally? Look nationally. There were quite a few spots that actually did that nationally. Right. So there was one in uh, Seattle. Um, There was one in London or New York. And I think one other in Austin, Texas. So I was like, all right, well, it's nothing in Atlanta. You know, market is, is, is robust. Hella Airbnbs, hella people doing this. So I go formulate a business plan. Company's name, Yatsky. Like yachts, key, but like Yatsky. You, you get it. You get it. You see, you, you see the vision. You see the vision. So one of my good friends, a lawyer, bring him in so we could do the, the legal stuff. My other homeboy is just a 
random knower of things, smart guy, bring him on. We start getting it together, right? You know, we're like, all right, well, we're going to put it here. It's lockbox. We cut him in. We just we do some promo, blah, blah, blah. And so start looking around, find a spot. This guy I went to high school with was like, yeah, 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 I can do it. That's fine. That's cool. That's cool. And we go, and the day before we're about to pitch him, the day, literally the day before, Airbnb, I get the email, comes out with essentially a host program um, where you can have somebody to more or less property manage, right? They can do the key thing. Um, they can organize the cleaning. Like they are basically a property manager, a third part, an extension of you, an agent of the homeowner. Killed me. Killed me. So I was like, you know, it's Airbnb is a big name, but you know, they, it doesn't matter. In Atlanta, everybody's not going to take advantage of that. Partners weren't trying to have it, man. You know, it was, it was too much for me to handle on my own. I just started a new job, had some other stuff going on, so I had to let it go. But I, that was my million-dollar idea. Everybody would need that service if you were doing an Airbnb because the key exchange can be too much, especially if you don't have, you know, the automatic locks. But like I said, ideas are shit. It's the execution where the money is. And so how do you grow it, right? And there's there's actually a a book. Um, it's called The Science of Growth. And uh, it's a pretty interesting read. Not not too long. You know, check it out if you can get the chance. Order on Amazon or whatever. Um, the Science of Growth. And The Science of Growth really just talks about fundamentally, scientifically, how do founders, CEOs, how do they grow businesses? Like, what is the formula? Successful repeatable formula for growing a business. And one of the examples it gave was, was pretty interesting it, it, among a few. So Twitter, right. Launched in uh, like 2006. So Twitter launched in 2006 and it was just there, right. It was essentially an extension of the uh, status updates for Facebook. Cause I remember being in college, like, eh, Twitter, I don't know when they use the status thing on Facebook. Why the hell am I going to use it on some other platform? And it's got a bird heavy. Like, nah, I'm good. You got to like text this in. Nah, I'm straight. So the guys that founded Twitter, they ended up going to South by Southwest. And at South by Southwest, they were like, hey, we are going to put up hella signage, hella marketing in the hallways that's where the action is in the hallways. And we're going to put up signage about people signing up for Twitter, how they can sign up for Twitter. Um, once you sign up, you'll automatically follow uh, some of the influencer influencers that we have here at South by Southwest. And, you know, hopefully it is going to grow the business. And when you damn know, just like that, boom, takes off. And that leads to the, the second point. Again, 
the execution is where the money is, right? So Twitter on its face wasn't, uh, and I like Twitter, I use it. It's an okay idea. Like, it's an okay idea. Like, it, it took a segment of, of Facebook and extrapolated that and made it the whole app. Like, it was okay. But you needed that other event to happen. And in the science of growth, that's what they talk about as as a double trigger event. Right? You need something to happen in conjunction with the launch of, you know, your business, your app, whatever it is, to really have it take off. Now, it could be something like South by Southwest and you're getting hella eyes on it. It can be competitor incompetence. It could be a few things. So that's what brings us to Airbnb. So all the way back in 2008, 12 years ago, there was a conference at the end of the summer in Denver, Colorado, called the Democratic National Convention. And this Democratic National Convention was especially important because you had a guy, Barack Obama, you may have heard of him. He was a rock star. Like Obama was literally back then like a rock star. Everywhere he went, he's what, you know what? Obama then is what Donald Trump thinks he is now. Like the people loved him everywhere he went. It was sold out. Like they they were initially going to hold um one of the I think it was the whole event or the keynote speech, the 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 last speech that Obama was going to give to close out the weekend. I think it was that one or the whole thing, whatever. This is in the political podcast. Um at the Pepsi Center where the Denver Nuggets play. And they ended up having to move it. It held like maybe 18,000 people. They ended up having to move it um, to, I believe it was the football field or the baseball field, one of them, but it held like 40,000 people or something crazy like that, right? And in them moving it, they knew that, hey, we're going to have a lot more people in town, right? And so by having this a lot more people in town, it's already a Democratic National Convention, but now more people have access to this guy Barack Obama's speech, right? More people can come, just want to be in the building. And so from there, the guys who started Airbnb, they saw an opportunity. Light bulb went off. They're like, huh, there is more demand, people wanting to come to Denver, than there is supply available hotel rooms supply in this in this equation so our airbnb something that we launched already we should market the hell out of it in denver and have people staying there they did that and what do you know airbnb took the hell off right it's a it's ubiquitous it is a household name everybody knows airbnb now you could stay at any form of like a home sharing service. You call it Airbnb. Just like you call Uber. Even if you're a Lyft, you call it Uber. Like any soda people drink, sometimes they call it Coke. Like Airbnb did that. The Democratic National Convention, Barack Obama speaking, that was the that was a double trigger. 
that was a double trigger. And after that, they were out of here. You know, I don't remember what it looked like um, in the space of home sharing uh, before Airbnb. Probably because I was not doing a lot of home sharing. I wasn't doing surprise, surprise. I was, I was, I was broke back then, college student. I wasn't doing a whole lot of traveling. Right. So in me not doing a whole lot of traveling, I didn't really have a need for it. But now whenever I go somewhere, especially if it's with a large group, Airbnb is the, is preferred um, way to stay. Like that's what people do now. Right. So this, this gig economy has really turned into what people do. And so now we have a company who has had a track record of success, right. For the past 12 years and their CEO saying that, you know, these past almost six to eight weeks of COVID shutdown, has wiped out everything that they have built in these past six years, 12 years, excuse me. And when you think about that, the, the ability for, you know, uh, a person who's built something and, and dreamt of something their whole life. And there might be a bit of hyperbole and everything is wiped out, but I'm sure the, the outlook doesn't look great. And, we are on our way to another shutdown because people don't know how to stay in the house. So, I mean, who knows what the travel landscape will look like in six, eight, 12 months. I mean, uh, who knows? But the fact that they built this and now literally the, the fate hangs in the balance of, how fast we can get rid of a virus, right? And and also let's let's be clear. There are other people who eat off of this too. There are people who have their primary income stream of Airbnb Airbnb places in their homes, right? Using that to to get by. And you know, I know we love to think about you know, real estate and people who Airbnb is like kind of seedy, shady characters that are doing it, you know, and getting over on folks. But that's not everybody. That is that is not everybody. So, you know, just something to think about. Um, I don't know what this is going to look like, how we are going to come out of this. I'm sure we will. But, you know, man, for a lot of folks like this isn't a game. Um, you know, we talked about those those double triggers earlier, like how wild is, is this double trigger in the opposite direction, right? The fact that COVID comes and shuts down business once, but now we're looking like it's going to happen again. Businesses that thought they were out of the, out of the woods, they might go back into it. And what this entails for the home sharing market, your guess is as good as mine, man, but you know, we'll see what happens next. All right, I'll talk to y'all later.